We're learning today the first Sikha on Parshas Vayishlach and Chelek Chav from page 144. The Shir today is being learned, Lelinishmas, Rabbi Yosef, Ben Yamin, Ben Rabbi Nasha Koltman. Oifim Pasik, Vayaretz Esav, Lekrasai, Vayachabkeyu, Vayipol al Tzavorai, Vayishakeyu, Vayivko. The Pasik in this week's Parsha that talks about Yaakov coming towards Esav after Esav was coming with 400 men to attack Yaakov. But then Yaakov sent a bunch of gifts to Esau along the way. So then finally, when Esau comes towards Yaakov, he runs towards him and he comes and embraces him and he kisses him and he cries. So Rashi brings from the Pasuk the word that he embraced Yaakov. On his Mepharash and explains, Esau's mercy was very much awakened by what he saw that Yaakov Avinu, when he came towards him, bowed down many times. So therefore, even though he came with an intention to fight, but nevertheless, his mercy was aroused. Nenach is a mightik denvart vayishakeyu and his mefarish. Then Rashi brings the word vayishakeyu and Rashi says as follows. Nakud alof. In the Torah, on this word vayishakeyu, there's a dot on each one of the letters of this word. And there's an argument about the dots on this word in a b'raise, which is in the Sifri. There are those that explain these dots here. That Esau did not kiss Yaakov with wholeheartedly. It's an established fact, like in Halacha, that Esau hates Yaakov. He was very aroused. His mercy was very warmed up in that moment. And and he kissed Yaakov with all of his heart. Also, the Tupshatim that Rashi brings regarding the dots on the word Vayishakeyo. Darfim Fashtein, the question on this Rashi is as follows. Favos is Rashi Mifarish dem Vard Vayechapkeyo litten Sveten Pirish and Sveten Dibra Maschal. Why, when Rashi explains that Esau embraced Yaakov, does he explain it according to the second shot in the next Rashi? That he embraced him because he was very inspired and it was an embrace, a full embrace with love. Like the second shot that Esau was inspired and at that time he kissed him with all his heart. On Shreitnit, Rashi does not say, What would mean the what is the meaning of that he embraced Esau according to the first shot that he did not kiss him with all his heart? It's difficult to say as Rashi for Lossich of Zempirish in Zelvan Pasik Tekif Lachrizah Ayvayeshakeyu, as Lainoshke Bakalibai. That Rashi here is relying on what he explains right afterwards regarding Vayishakeyu, that it wasn't a full kiss in one opinion, according to another opinion it was. So based on what he says afterwards, according to the first pshat that he didn't kiss him with all his heart, it's understood that the embrace was also not wholeheartedly. So we can't say Rashi is relying on that. While in Vayishakeyu is in Pasuk Farana Spetsiala Limud Nikod Ofareis in the word Vayishakeyu, there are dots on the letters of the word that teach me that you should not translate Vayishakeyu fully and literally, that he kissed him with all his heart. Which is not the case with the word Vayachabkeyu, that he embraced Yaakov. There's no dots there. So maybe there, it does mean literally that he embraced him with love. 
Rashi gedacht mevai sein, weil ich hab keyo, euch leiten ersten Pirish, als ob ihr es mevaier, leiten zweiten Pirish. Rashi should have to explain what's the meaning of ich that Esau embraces Yaakov according to the first Pshara Rashi, just like he explains it according to the second Pshara Rashi, that he was very inspired by Yaakov Avinu bowing down and he actually did embrace him with all his heart. It's also necessary to explain here what Rashi says in the Rashi of Yishakeyu, where Rashi brings two different Pirushim, what this means. Why does Rashi need two different interpretations of the Pasik? Rashi only brings two Pirushim if there's a difficulty with one or the other Pirush. Additionally, from then was Rashi is Makdim. From the fact that Rashi, before he brings the two interpretations, Rashi introduces it by saying, There's an argument here regarding this subject, regarding these dots on the letter, on the words, the word Vayishakeyo. Is mashma, so it seems, what the reason Rashi is introducing this this way, as Bedi Pirushims and Shkulim in Mikra. Both Pshatim that he's about to bring here are both equally understood or equally related to the simple meaning of the Pasik. There's no advantage of one Pirish over the other. The says what this means is not as it usually is. When Rashi brings when Rashi brings two interpretations or two opinions in a pasuk, on without giving the introduction that he's going to tell you more than one pshat here, was done. So then bring the when Rashi quotes one on one interpretation or one opinion earlier. Because it's this opinion that is, fits better into the simple meaning of the Pasik. That's why it comes first. But if you hear, when before Rashi brings both interpretations, he first introduces by saying that there are two ways how to understand this Pasik. It's extra for Rashi to say this. It's obvious. You see that there are two interpretations here. Is the Agdamet to Bavaisen? This introduction is to make the point as Beide Pirushims and Eshkulim Bepshutashomikra. That both interpretations are equal in the Pshara the Pasik. So the question over here now becomes, Ulachaira seemingly, the Pirushvin Yeshadarshan Kudazulaima, Shalinashka Bechalibai, the first Pshat Rashi says, that the dots teach me that he did not kiss with all his heart, is Mabe Pashtus. That's the simpler Pshat here. When there's dots on top of the letters of a word, the dots are there to minimize the content, the simple meaning of the word. As you find regarding dots on other words that you find in Teira, and there in the Sifri, this is in Parshas Baal the Sifri there brings a list of different words in the Teira that have dots, and the dots are always there to minimize the simple and literal meaning of the word. And this is also logical, and it makes sense here in Pshut Mikra that the dots are minimizing the meaning of the word. Isn't it But according to Rav so it's not smoothly understood. The fact that the has dots on it, what do the dots add to the meaning of the Pasuk? To say that the meaning of Yishakeyu means that he kissed Yaakov with all his heart, 
You don't need any dots on the word for this. Das is doch the Pashat Taich from Yishakeu. That's the literal understanding and translation of the word of Yishakeu that he kissed wholeheartedly. So how could Rashi bring the second shot? And even more that the second shot is equally Pshutish Mikra as the first shot. Farshim and Amazbe, so the commentaries here explain as follows. As does This is exactly the point that Rabbi Shimon Be'echai is saying when he first introduces and says, that it's a known fact that Esav hates Yaakov. So now what he's saying with this is, is as follows. To say that the V'yishikeyu here means that it was not a kiss wholeheartedly, there's no need for any dots on the word because it's understood of the context. Who is kissing who here? Esav kissing Yaakov. It would be self-understood that it was not with whole, wholeheartedly. Self-understood. The fact that there's dots here on the word, it's actually coming to say the opposite. As Even though you may expect from the simple shot of what happened here that it was not a wholehearted kiss, but nevertheless, the dots are emphasizing and saying no. This kiss over here was a wholehearted kiss because Esav was aroused and inspired at that moment. That's the pshat the Mepharshim say here. So the Nikud is changing the pshat in the context since we're speaking about Yaakov and Esav. Ober, however, lefizeh, is the Nikud nitmemayid and pirush from v'yishikeyu. The dots on this word are not minimizing the simple meaning of the word, of the actual word itself, v'yishikeyu, that he kissed him. On the contrary, the dots are there to highlight and to emphasize that this word should be taken literally. This is unlike any other place where there are dots on a word in the Torah that Rashi himself brings. The dots on a word are always there to minimize the literal meaning of the word. According to these Mepharshim, because we're talking about Esau kissing Yaakov over here, it's necessary to have the dots to highlight that he actually did kiss him with all his heart. But that's not the way a Nikod and Teira usually is, as Rashi always brings this. Rashi, Pirish. So why is Rashi even quoting this second interpretation? And he even introduces by saying that there's an argument about the meaning of the dots on the word Vayeshekeyu, as their Pirish is Mikra, Shakul, Pirish. That this Pshat that Rabshim Meyachai said, even in the simple literal understanding of the Pasik, is equal to the first Pshat. Yes, both of these interpretations are in the Braisa of Sifri, as Rashi quotes. Rashi's purpose is not just to quote any of the drushes that Chazal say, unless it's necessary for the understanding of the literal, simple understanding of the Pasik. Another question here. These two interpretations on the word with the dots on it, are quoted in other places besides this Braise and Sifri. Why is Rashi quoting this from a Sifri, which is much later in Parshas Baleischa? This is in the Braise of the Sifri. Rashi himself tells you where he's quoting it from. The Machleikis brings the Chaych in Breishis Rabba. The Machleikis is brought in Breishis Rabba. In the Medrash and Chumash Breishis. Al-Asar, right over here on this Pasik. V'yoich in Ovesdar Abnasan. It's also quoted in Ovesdar Abnasan. 
So the Rebbe explains, let's look what it says in Bereshis Rabbah, let's look what it says in Avizar Abnasan, and we'll see if we can understand why Rashi quotes specifically from the Braise in the Sifri. It's understood why Rashi does not quote both opinions the way it's quoted in Bereshis Rabbah, we can say as follows. The second opinion that's brought there in Breshis Rabbah is the opinion of Rabbianai. And what does he say? So he says as follows. Esau did not come to kiss Yaakov. He actually came to bite him. neck became as, as hard as, as a marble and he couldn't bite him and instead he kissed him. Is nit masim im mikra in So this pshat is a medrash that it's not in the simple literal understanding of the pasuk where it says vayishakeyu that he came to kiss him. According to this medrash, the word vayishakeyu is completely not what happened. So Rashi doesn't quote that. Vaid another point lefizeh is the nikod nit machlish dem teichel from the vart. If vayishakeyu because of the dots on the word vayishakeyu we know that he didn't really come to kiss him with a kuf vayishakeyu with a kuf but rather vayish. He wanted to bite him with a chaf. That's what the dot is doing there. So the dot doesn't just minimize the full literal meaning of the word. It completely negates the simple pshat of the word. As if it erases the word entirely. So therefore, Rashi does not quote this pshat because the dot or the dots on a word do not come to erase the word. So that we understand why Rashi doesn't bring this opinion. Aber, however, and you can't bring in the Eresh today from Breshis Rabbah, the first opinion Rashi could quote from what it says in the Medrash there in Breshis Rabbah, that's Rab Shimon ben Alaza. And there it's quoted in the name of Rab Shimon ben Alaza, Melamed Shanichmuru Rachma of Baisushav and Noshke Bechalibai, that Esav was inspired at that moment and he kissed with all his heart. It's the same as Rab Shimon ben Alaza says in the Sifri. And Ubefrat Noch, as das Rav Shem ben Alaza and then Minyan Anikod, Rav Shem ben Alaza, which is addressing here the dots on the word, Bchamakim Shatamaitza Akas Aksav Rabal and Akuda Atadayrish. So Rav Shem ben Alaza is the one that gives the rule exactly how to dashin the dots on a word. It depends if there are more dots than letters in the word or more letters without the dots on the word. Rav Shem ben Alaza is maschal demit pirusha and breishis raba. That's how he begins his interpretation regarding our pasuk there in the, in the Medrash. So this opinion of Rabbi Loza, Hachin Rashi, Rashi already earlier in Parshish Vayera quotes this Rabshim ben Loza. And nevertheless here in our parasha, when Rashi is quoting the meaning of the dots on the word, he doesn't quote it from Rabshim ben Loza that is right here on this Pasuk. Rather he brings from Rabshim ben Yechai, which is quoted later in the Sifri in Parshish Balaischa. That's regarding the Medrash. Naisif in addition, as Rebbe brought before, in Ovesed Rab Nassen, so it's also, both of the opinions are brought there. In Ovesed Rab Nassen, Shteyim Beide Deis, Ubeloshen Kotze Ubarah. In Ovesed Rab Nassen, both opinions are brought, and there it's brought clearly and concisely. One opinion is, Malamet Shalinoshke Be'emes. He did not kiss Yaakov truthfully, wholeheartedly. Rab Shem Ben-Alaz Here this was a truthful kiss. V'kulon Eina Shalemes. In other times, it was not truthful. But here, this was a truthful kiss. Saying that these two opinions brought very concisely and clearly. If so, the question is, Rashi So why is Rashi very specific here? Aleph, to might design Loshan Rashi quotes the Loshan that it says in the Sifri and not from Ovis Rab Nosen. 
and based from the signs and the mocker. And Rashi tells you the source. Not always does Rashi tell you the source. Here Rashi says, V'yesh cholkin bebraisa the Sifri. There's an argument about this in the Sifri. And Gimel to bring in Oich dem Namen from Balamaimer. Rashi quotes the name of the one that says the second shot, Vier is in Sifri, Rab Shimon ben Yechoi. Rashi doesn't always bring the name. Here Rashi quotes the name of who says this. Dalit, another point is to bring in Rashi quotes in the beginning the introduction of what Abshim ben Yechoi says that halacha that it's an established fact like a halacha that Esav hates Yaakov. Before he brings the actual pshat of Rabshim ben Yechoi that here Esav was inspired and he kissed him wholeheartedly, he brings this introduction. seemingly How is it relevant for the understanding of the pasuk here to know this? This established fact. You understand this from the continuation of the conclusion of what Rashi says, which it says in the Medrash as well, that that he was inspired and warmed up at that moment and he kissed wholeheartedly. So it's understood that it was only that time. And from this expression, we understand that he hated Yaakov before and even later. He continued hating Yaakov. So why is it necessary to give the introduction of Halacha Hibi Yedua She'esav Sainal Yaakov? So Sif Dalit, the Rebbe suggests an answer that we can give to some of the questions asked before here in Sif Beis and Gimel. We can answer some of the questions here in Sif Beis and Gimel as follows. Yeah, it's true according to both opinions, as it always is, the dots on a word in Torah come to weaken the meaning of this word. The chiluk is not, the difference between both opinions though here is, as if, like the first opinion, that he did not kiss wholeheartedly, so then what it's weakening over here is, the Yishikayim means that he kissed him. So the kiss, the extent and the intensity of this kiss, it's weakening that it's not a regular wholehearted kiss. But now, according to the second opinion of Shem Pasik. it only weakens the content of the word by Yishakeu, which is here in this Pasuk, which is in Shikas Ace of Liyakiv, it's Ace of the one that's kissing Yaakov. Since it's known that Ace of hates Yaakov. So then I would understand as Vayishakehu, here in this word itself, it doesn't just say Vayishak, it says Vayishakehu. So in this word itself, it's it's saying who who's the one that, that it's someone kissed somebody here that Esav kissed Yaakov. So da main tazana shikiv as Esav asayne kushed Yaakov in nitbacholibay. So when you learn the the parsha here and you see that we're talking about Esav kissing Yaakov and then you read this word, even just reading this word by Yishakehu, the hey vav in the end of the word, which indicates that it's Esav kissing Yaakov. So what would be the simple understanding that the kiss was not wholeheartedly? There's a dot on the whole word which minimizes the meaning of this word, but which aspect of this word? The hey vav of this word, which refers to the fact that it's Esav kissing Yaakov. As derba Yishakeu is given b'choliboy. That even though we're talking about Esav that hates Yaakov, but nevertheless, here he kissed him wholeheartedly. So according to both opinions, the dot is addressing the word itself. Should you take the word literally and fully or not? 
Either it's coming to address the Vayishak aspect of the word, the kiss, that it wasn't a full wholehearted kiss, or it's addressing the Heivav aspect of the word, which is Esav kissing Yaakov, that it wasn't the way you would expect Esav to kiss Yaakov, but actually it was wholeheartedly. When Alpizeh is move on, according to this, we would understand Aleph number one. How the nikud, the, the dots on this word here, is the way the dots usually are by all words in the Torah. As the nikud kum they're moving from the mvarta menukid, that the, the dots are coming to weaken the meaning of this word. Because here as well, according to both opinions, it's weakening the meaning of this word, whether the vayishak part of the word or the hevav aspect of the word. Bays, another thing we understand of here is that Tam was a brengt oich letzvei today of an abshum bechoy. Why Rashi finds it necessary to quote the second opinion? Varum leita esh today, as the nikud is machlish, the meaning anishikah bechlal. First opinion says that the dots on the word weaken the extent of this kiss in general. Hotem nikud gedav zayim norev doesiyes vayishak. So shouldn't the dots only be on the letters of vayishak of this word vayishakay? Because that's the part of the word that it's coming to minimize. It's understood according to Rabshim Bechai why there's dots on every letter of the word because it's coming to minimize Vayishakeu and he kissed him, which means Esau kissed Yaakov. That this kiss was not like the regular kiss you would expect it to be when Esau is kissing Yaakov. Gimel, another thing we would understand over here was Rashi bring Dafke Didrasha from Sufri and not from Avister Rabnasen. Why Rashi is quoting it specifically from the Sufri and not from Avister Rabnasen quoted before? Val Dafke in the Mlashim Vyashtet and Sufri because it's specifically here where the Sufri says this introduction Halachi Hibi Yidua She Esav Seinu LeYakiv that this is an established fact that Esav hates Yaakov. Ela She Michmuru Rachma Veisa Shav and Nashke B'Chaliboy but he got inspired and then he kissed him wholeheartedly. Gitzacharei is the teichen from Pirish. This expresses the content of this approach here. As on the nikod vot mifashtanen vayishakeyu v'nishikis v'nasayna. Kanal. That without the, the dots on the word, the v'yishakeyu here, the hey vav, since we're talking about Yaakov and Esau, I would say that it's like a kiss of an enemy, which is not wholeheartedly. On the nikod is memayet and teichen from v'yishakeyu. So therefore, the dots here are minimizing the simple meaning of v'yishakeyu over here. That's why it needs this introduction that it says specifically in the Sifri. Dalit, another thing that we understand according to this pshat, was a brengtech the nomu from Bala Maimer, why Rashi also quotes the name of the one that says this pshat on Dafka di Girse, and specifically this version, not Rabshim ben Alaza, but Rabshim ben Yechoi. Rabshimin is Darish time in the Kra. What's unique about Rabshimin ben Yechoi is the Gemara tells us that Rabshimin, when he looks at Psukim, any mitzvah, anything that it says in the Torah, he always expounds upon the reasoning of the Pasik. The reason is what defines the understanding of the Pasik. Niti Verte on Anzak Farzich, we don't interpret the Pasik by the words or the command itself, not Tzazamin, mit, but it has to be along with, Unachmer Lloyd Zertam, and all based on the reason that the Pasik says. Vaslefizeh move on now since this is Rav Shem that has this approach, so we understand Vaslelent and Nikod as as er is memayit nit em taish from vart vayishak farzich. Therefore, according to Rav Shem Meichai, the dots on the word here is not coming to minimize the understanding of just this word vayishak itself. The kiss vilek nerstin mandama, like it is according to the first opinion. Was bemele is nit negeya vegnu vemen es retzach If you just want to focus on this word itself, so then 
it's not necessary to know the context of what the whole parish is talking about, that it's Yaakov and Esau. Now the Teichim from Vard, wie er is, a chelik from dem ganzen, no, the Teichim from dem Vard, wie er is a chelik from dem ganzen Indian. Rather, the Teichim of the word, you have to look at the context of the entire parasha where this word is written. By the Yishikeyo, from Esau to Yaakov, since we're talking about the Yishikeyo, that it's Esau, that's the one that's kissing Yaakov, is that Dorish, time of the cross. So therefore, he says, you can't just look at just this word itself, but you have to look at the Teichin, at the context of what this whole parasha is talking about. So is that Dorish, time of the cross, mefashteit, atazanenishikis, sayne. So looking over here at the reasoning, at the background, at what the Pasuk talks about, so we're talking about a kiss of an enemy. Und der Nikod is memayet, der Tam, da, um beweist, dass es gewen, becholibay. And therefore, the Nikod here, the dots on this word, is coming to minimize the meaning in the Parsha, according to the context of this Parsha, and saying that even though it was an enemy, nevertheless, he did kiss him with his whole heart. So that explains why Rav Shem is the one that says that we don't look just at the word itself, but we look at the Teichen of the whole Parsha, as his approach always is when he looks at a mitzvah or any word in the Teir. This is a pshat that we could suggest here regarding this Rashi. However, in Sifei, the Rebbe points out that this is not yet the correct pshat in Rashi. However, this understanding of Rashi is not yet smooth. Varum sins in Allah andere Erter in all other places, everywhere without exception. The dots on the word are there to minimize the meaning of just this word itself. Not this word, a certain part of this word in relation to the context of the whole parsha is so therefore it's difficult to say as that here the dots are coming to minimize a certain aspect of the word in relation to the whole parsha but the dots end up even strengthening the meaning of the word vayishak that it was actually a real full wholehearted kiss so that still remains a deichik. To say that the Vayishak here in the second opinion is strengthening the meaning of the word, it's unlike anywhere else where there's a dot in the Torah. Naisif Lezeh, in addition, Blaiknit Vashtandik, there are questions that remain unanswered. Aleph, Vastas Kavan is Rashi mit Nzagan as the Machlekes is in Braise the Sifri. Why is Rashi saying specifically that he's quoting this from the Braise and Sifri? Beis, what is the Loshen? Halachihi biyidua. Why is Rashi quoting this very unusual expression? That the fact that we know that Esau hates Yaakov is compared to a halacha, like a halacha that we know it is true. Does All that Rashi has to say is that we're talking about enemies, that it's known that we're talking about enemies. Why the emphasis and this expression of halacha? Gimel, another thing, in Roiv Dufuse Sifri Shalafanenu, in most of the prints of the Sifri where Rashi is quoting from, is the Loshim Bedivrid Abshim Be'echoi Elenebchu Rachmov, that Esau was transformed, and therefore his mercy came out. The word is nebcho, transformed. Why? When Rashi is quoting the Sifri, Rashi uses an expression that it says in Breshis Rabbah, means that he was inspired, or he was very uh, warmed up towards uh, Yaakov. Why is Rashi using this expression of nechmru? So the Rebbe here, Sivav, will give us a different approach in understanding what Rashi here is saying, what are the two Pirushim in Rashi. The Bir B'chalzeh, the explanation for all of this is as follows. Rashi, Kumta, Nitva, Emferen, Dem, Nikud, Eifem, Vart, Ve, The first thing is, 
Rashi here is not really just coming to address simply what are these dots on the word of Yishikei saying. Farun Vigaret Kama Pamim was already explained many times. Is Rashi Nit Mefarish Allah Nikodin Taira? Rashi does not explain every time there are dots in the Taira. So it can't be if Rashi would explain all the dots, then that would be a rule that Rashi explains them. But we see that Rashi does not explain all the dots. This fun is mochach, so from this it's clear, as an Indian Nikud, when there's a dot on a word in the Taira. Similar also when you have words in Taita that are missing a letter or there's an extra letter in the word. This is not a question in the literal understanding of the Pasuk that Rashi always addresses. It's not necessary to explain it. If you're just learning the simple Pshat of the Pasuk. If, anyways, there is a, a question or difficulty that comes up in the Pshara the Pasik, so then in some places, Rashi, because there's a difficulty in the Pasik, Rashi will address the dots, other than Chasachulu, or if the word is missing a letter or an added letter. Because like this, Rashi is using the dots or the missing of a letter to answer the question that comes up in the Pshat of the Pasuk anyways. So over here, there must be another question in the Pshat of the Pasuk that Rashi is coming to address. Here Rashi is coming to answer a simple question that comes up in the understanding of the Pasuk. Vi is what happened over here that all of a sudden Esav was the changed person from one extreme to another? With such a deep and strong expression of love to Yaakov, while we know he hated Yaakov very deeply, to the point that he wanted to kill him, and he was still with that same hatred, and he's coming, he came with 400 men to still now go and fight against Yaakov. He came with 400 men. That's the basic question when we see this change in Esau, such a sudden and extreme change. How does this happen? Is Rashi So that's the Rashi on the first word, as the when it says that Esau embraced Yaakov. This was something that was unique. Something happened there that caused this. This galgalu rachmov, that his mercy was inspired. And how is this? the cause? Oh, When he sees Yaakov coming and bowing down all these times to him, so this caused a change of heart for Esau that he embraced him. On in them is Nitokemachlaikis regarding this that Vihabkayu does mean a real expression of love and his heart was changed to this extent. There's no argument about this. Thus is Pshuteshomikra Lakhaladeis. This is the simple Pshara the Pasik according to all opinions. But then when you come to the next word where it says that Esav kissed Yaakov, this is not only an indication of a strong love, which is expressed by an embrace. This is an excitement and a very deep inspiration of love. It can't be expressed in words and not even with a hug, with an embrace. He's kissing Yaakov. As a child, even a five-year-old child sees and knows this, the love expressed in a kiss is much more than an embrace. 
by sich, he sees it by himself, or by from the Eltern to him, in his relation with his parents. So over here the question is, to such an extent, such a deep and strong expression with a kiss, it's not, it doesn't, uh, it's not logical to say, when he saw Yaakov by him down, and his Galgal Rachmov, so his mercy was inspired, so that in Gansen, that he should be totally and completely transformed from one extreme to another, from a hatred, to want to kill Yaakov, not enough to embrace, but even to kiss. This is something which is still difficult to understand. To this point, Mamish to be totally and fully transformed with a kiss, how could this be? So therefore Rashi continues further and says, there are dots here on this word. Da is the nikud shayach to pshutah mikra. Even though usually Rashi doesn't necessarily address the dots, but if you hear these dots are relevant to understand the simple chat what happened here. And kontlernen and the dots come to teach us v'nikud b'chol mokayim as the dots always teach as der v'yishakayu is given ashvacha that the kiss was a weak kiss. It wasn't a full real kiss. It wasn't a full expression of a real, of a real kiss, of a real love. And here, Rashi brings two opinions regarding this point that this kiss is not a full real kiss. And there are, both opinions agree to the point that it's not a real kiss. The fact that this kiss is not a real kiss as usual, that could be explained in two different ways. One opinion is that he did not kiss with his whole heart. Yes, the hug was an inspiration that he was inspired and therefore he hugged with a real hug. And then that hug itself inspired him even further and brought that he should kiss. Is yegeven So the actual hug itself was real, was a, a hug of uh, out of love. But to the next level, that he should actually kiss him and be fully transformed. No, it was not b'cholib. He was not transformed to that point, to that extent. That's the first prat. On a tzvei today is, but a second opinion is as nichmaru rachmov that he was warmed up towards Yaakov at that moment and he kissed with all his heart. What does this mean? After he hugs at Yaakov, and that itself was that he was inspired. At that moment when he was hugging him, when he was hugging, embracing Yaakov, he got very excited. This brought a very hot and strong excitement. And therefore at that moment, in a, in a height, in a peak of excitement, he was able to kiss with all his heart. But when he was so excited and he kissed then with all his heart, it was just at that moment when he just felt this excitement, this is not considered to be a real, a real uh, expression of love, a real kiss, which is out of a real love, because it was just a, at a peak of excitement that brought that kind of a kiss. So therefore, even according to the second opinion, according to Rav Shem Meichai, it's the, the, the nikud on the word is minimizing the meaning of a yishakeu. It wasn't a real kiss. So that's the chat of and Rashi. So we understand now about how the, what Rashi says on the yishakeu fits with both opinions. 
And we now understand how, according to both opinions, the dots on the word do minimize the meaning of the literal meaning of the word. The Rebbe continues in Siv Zayin Kedei Tzamad Yerzayin as Oich Ledas Habshem Veichoy Vosnosh Goy Becholibay is this Nitkevem Bamiti is in order for the for Rashi here to emphasize this point that even according to Habshem Veichoy the kiss is not yet a real genuine kiss. On as the Nikud is Machlish Dam Veishakayv and even according to his opinion the dots minimize the meaning of this kiss is Rashi Medayik Tzbrengim Baschalas Divrei Habshem Veichoy Halacha He Biyaduacholos. So therefore Rashi brings the introduction that it says in the Sifri that the fact that there's a hatred from Esav to Yaakov is a halacha biyudua. This is an established fact like a halacha. What's the significance of the term halacha? Halacha meant adin. Halacha is a, is a, halacha, is a adin, a halacha. Azach was kenzich nidbaitin. A halacha that the Torah says, which never changes. That's the concept of halacha. When it comes to other parts of Torah, there could be arguments and differences about it. But halacha means this is the conclusion. This is the actual halacha. Even a child understands what this expression means. That doesn't yet learn even He knows that there's certain halachas that he does every single day, and that's something that's not prone to any changes. And this is what Rabshim Ben Yechai is saying by this expression, by this introduction. The sin of an of the Yaakov can sich nit baiten. The hatred that Esau has to Yaakov is so deep-rooted that in its essence it can't change. It's as strong as a halacha which can't change. Just like a halacha in the literal sense. The word halacha in Ashi doesn't just simply mean that this is an established fact. Halacha means that it's compared to a halacha of Teire that can never be changed. So therefore, from this we understand, under is So the fact that he did kiss him with all his heart, it must be that it was just a temporary thing at a peak of excitement at that moment. And similar to this, we actually find regarding halacha as well. As is there are certain times where there is an instruction for an hour, for a certain time, temporarily, not like halacha, like the story of Eliyahu Baharakamel that was allowed to bring a carbon outside the base of Mikdash. When there is an instruction to do something outside, not like halacha, what does this mean? That doesn't mean that at that moment the halacha changes. The halacha of an Isaakrave Bebome is betokvayich demult. The actual halacha, in that case, the halacha of not being allowed to bring a carbon outside the base of Mikdash and another place, remains intact at that moment as well. Even while the Issa remains, yet there's an instruction from Hashem to bring the carbon there at that time. So it's similar over here, that even while Esau was kissing Yaakov, it was an excitement that brought the kiss. But even while the kiss is as a result of the excitement, but at that very moment itself, in essence, the hatred is, is still there. Similar to something that we learned before already, as Yaakov is given Ishtam. Yaakov was a man that was very sincere. But when Esau came to, to fool his father, Yitzchak, and then, because of this, Yitzchak wanted to bench Esau and not Yaakov, because Yitzchak was under the impression that Esau is very scrupulous in doing mitzvahs, 
So what happened? So at that point, Yaakov had to come in a in a disguised manner to get the brachas. But this behavior of Yaakov, when he comes disguised, is gam is, is, Even then, after he gets the brachas from his father, Yitzchak, Yitzchak says that he got the brachas, and they're his, and he earned them, and he should be benched. Because even though it was Mirma, he came disguised and he sort of fooled his father Yitzchak, but that's an external behavior. But really deep inside, this was an expression of a deeper wisdom of Yaakov, of him being Ishtam, who he is, even then while he's acting in this manner of Mirma. The same is also with Esau. Even at the same time when he kisses Yaakov and it's Bechol Libe because he got very inspired and heated up and excited. But yet, in essence, the halacha remains as is that it's not a genuine kiss. This is true even according to Rav Shem opinion. So now here the Rebbe answers the questions that we didn't answer yet. Based on this, we could also understand Aleph number one. Rashi does not quote the Machlekes from Avos Rav that says it so clearly. One opinion is that he did not kiss with a genuine kiss. And the second opinion in Shikazu Shalemis, that this was a real genuine kiss. So Rashi doesn't quote this, because according to both opinions, the way Rashi understands this, even according to Rav is done nit It was not a fully genuine kiss. The real concept of something which is truthful is the fact that it does not change. It's not something which comes out of an excitement, a moment of excitement, but it's something that's real. And that was not the case here. The Shaila is Donor, a Vifel is the Nit given, is Don Nit given the Emes from the Shikha. The only argument between the first and second opinion that Rashi brings, the fact that this was not a genuine kiss, to what extent is that? According to the first opinion, is a fiddle But even now, temporarily at this moment, it was not. Uh, there was no excitement here. That there was anything, any genuine aspect to this kiss. But according to Rabshim Bechai, at that time he got excited and did kiss with all his heart. But since this is a halacha, that Esav hates Yaakov. So therefore, deeper, it's, it's an excitement which is, has that genuine feeling. But be, beyond that excitement, though, deeper inside, it's not really genuine. The fact that it goes away afterwards shows that it's just the excitement that causes it. But even at that moment, it's not really genuine. Bayes, another point here is, Why Rashi doesn't quote the way it's said in the Sifri, as we have it in most prints, that Esau was completely transformed at that time. So why doesn't Rashi say this word, transformation? Because this word would then mean, that would mean that he became completely transformed and he had a full, real, genuine feeling of love. And that's not true according to Rashi. The way Rashi quotes it is that he was warmed up towards Yaakov. He got, he got very excited. It was this excitement as a result of the embrace that brought him at that moment to, to have to a feeling to give a kiss. But, it, but really, it was just a result of the excitement. He wasn't fully transformed. Gimel, and finally, regarding why Rashi says clearly that he's quoting from the Braise and Sifri, and his maktam as the state, the Braise the Sifri. Why? 
can't learn him, because otherwise maybe you would say, as their loshen, this expression that Rashi brings it, Rabshim ben Yechoi says, Halacha hibi yidua, that this is a halacha, what does it mean by this expression of halacha? We're not talking here about a subject of halacha, so why are we using this expression of halacha? Is a halacha in them chelik hadrash shebetayre? It's an expression of halacha referring to the part of Taita, which is drash, expounding in Taita, not regarding halacha. But halacha means within this context, this is an established fact. Just expressing the conclusion over here of this drash, but it's not a real, drashi doesn't mean by this an expression of halacha. So therefore Rashi tells you, I'm quoting from the Braises and Sifri. The Braises and Sifri on Chumash Ba'aloyscha, Sifri is Medrash Halacha. This is not a Drash from Medrash. This is not just a Drash, no, this is a Halacha in Dinia Teire. This is a Halacha. Like any other Halacha, which is a halacha in all halachas of Taira is Esav Sainal Yaakov Kanal, and as explained before, how that applies over here regarding Esav, that halacha is something that can never be changed. Okay, here though, the Rebbe continues in Sif Tess and explains the two opinions that Rashi over here brings, that both opinions over here are equal. Right, That's why Rashi brings the introduction of Chalkim Bedover Azeh, which means that they're both equal. So let's see how the Rebbe explains this. Therefore, the question still is over here. What is forcing us in Pshat of the Pasuk to say and bring the second Pshat that he actually did kiss him wholeheartedly with this excitement at that time? On the contrary, it's, it's, it's a halacha, the race of hates So why don't we just learn the Pshat of the Pasuk over here that he did not kiss him with all his heart? Why is Rashi at all bringing the second Pshat? Why is Rabshim Ben Choy saying this uh, interpretation that he did kiss him with all his heart? Is the beer So the answer for this is from the Mgansen Hemshech Aparshes Mashma. From the whole continuation of what the Pasha says afterwards, it seems, as Esau is done, is done gestanen in a greisis that then Esau was in a tremendous level of excitement and he felt a closeness to Yaakov. The Pasik is gleich mamshech. As the Pasik later says, as noch vayishakeyu, after he kissed Yaakov, is vayivku, they cried together. But this is a This is a very, very strong and clear expression of a very big excitement. And you see also what Esau tells Yaakov afterwards, Achi, my brother, you can keep what is yours is yours. Let me also show you what I have. And he wanted to even give from himself to Yaakov. So we see a tremendous expression of love. So therefore, in the simple shot of the Pasuk, it would be difficult to say, as das alt is given nor that this was all just external and it wasn't genuine. On that he meant none of this with all his heart. On the far, therefore, at that moment of excitement, he was very warmed up towards Yaakov and he did kiss him with all his heart. That's why Rashi brings the second Sharia. So, based on this, we could understand was the two Pirushim, the two Pirushim that Rashi brings, they're equal as far as to what extent they are fit into the simple pshat of the Pasik. When Rashi is the far maktim, and therefore Rashi introduces them by saying, that there are two opinions and they're both equal. Because according to both understandings of the Pasik, you end up with the same kind of a question. 
According to the pig that says that Esau did not kiss with all his heart, it's difficult to understand the whole continuation. Where we see that this was a, a genuine love that was expressed at that time, as I just pointed out. But then there's a similar question according to the second shot. And Leuten Rashbi is not glatig da v'yishakeya b'chol liboy l'tifridi gematzev from tachlis asina. Over here, according to Rabshim Be'echoi, the problem is with the, what it says in the parasha before. When we see such a deep-rooted love, a hatred, that is, that Esau has to Yaakov, so how all of a sudden is he kissing him here with a genuine kiss with all his heart? So according to both Pirushim, it's the same difficulty, whether the difficulty with the context of the parsha before or the difficulty with the context of the parsha afterwards. That's where Rashi brings both of these Pirushim as equal Pirushim in Pshutashim Ikra. Here in Sifyod, we come to the name that, the, that Rashi quotes. A Talmud Mamulach Kenachah Befregen, a sharper student can still question here and say as follows. Sof, sof, at the end of the day, Yibalta Zabshim Be'echoy Alein is Dervus's Madgish, he is the one that's actually highlighting the hatred that Esav has towards Yaakov. Halochi he be yidush, Esav sayin al Yaakov. Vikuntes, how is it as dafkeher, that specifically he is the one that says, that Esav was so inspired and so warmed up at that time that he did kiss with all his heart. Sort of two opposites here in the point that Rabshim Be'echai is saying. Is Rashi Merames dem Bir durchbringen dem Shem Balmaimer Rab Shem Beichai? So Rashi hints the answer to this by bringing the name, the name of Rab Shem Beichai. If you look at what happened in the life of Rab Shem Beichai himself, we'll see how these two opposites are possible. Rab Shem Beichai is given bisman from Golis Raimi Adayim. Rab Shem Beichai lived in the time of Golis Raimi when the Romans ruled over the Yidden, even in Eretz Yisrael from Adayim. Was Esav who Adayim? Esav which we were talking about, so Eden comes from Esau. In Asman from Gzeris Koshes of Yidin, and there were very, very difficult decrees against the Yidin then. On Ephim Alein Befrat, and there were terrible decrees on Rabshem Mechai individually. Bezer had gedacht an Tleifim from the Reimim, und sich behalten an Meire von Yid Gimel Shana, to the point that Rabshem Mechai himself had to escape and hide in a cave for 13 years. Afal became gefint man, but yet at the same time we find the Gemara tells us the story as b'shas matgedav gain kireim mitzum avatlos anak of yidden. When it was necessary to go to Rome to nullify a decree on yidden, hotn gishit abshim beichai they chose and they sent abshim beichai shuhu malumed benisim because he's accustomed with miracles. Onit kuknik of the greatest sinner from malchus reimitz yidden. And not looking at the great hatred that the government, the Romans, had towards Yidin, Ve'elov Befrat, and specifically to Rabshim Be'echoi, Hatagipayilt, he was able to accomplish Ayyadeinest through a miracle, as Amalahain Shi'ilu Kalmad Eschayla Mishal, they that when Rabshim Be'echoi came and petitioned for the Yidin, so the response he got was, Ask whatever you want. And he was brought into the treasures of the, of the king, of the emperor of Rome, to take whatever he wishes. And they nullify the decree. So we see over here the two opposites at the same time. The tremendous hatred that the Romans had towards Yidin and towards him, but yet through Anas he was able to bring the, the recognition or to be Mavatul Gzeira by the Romans. So therefore, Rabshim Meichai is the one that learns similar as So This is what happened over here with Yaakov and Esau. As Yaakov was his given a malumed benisim. Yaakov, as we see already earlier in the parasha, was a person that was accustomed to miracles. 
had gepoiled the face of him, he had a tremendous impact of Esau. Chach, halachi b'yiduash Esau sein Eliyakov, that even though this is an established fact, like a halacha, that Esau hates Yaakov, as nichmru rachmav b'yisashav enoshke b'choli, but that nevertheless, he was very inspired at that moment, and he did kiss with a genuine kiss, with that excitement at that time. This is what we see from the way it was by Rabshim Mechai himself, and we could apply this to Yaakov as well. So here in Sifir Aleph, the Rebbe continues and explains how we understand this Indian according to Chesidus, Bepnimi Yisrael Yonam. Das is eich masim mit an Indian v'teichen von Avedis Rabshim Bechai Bepnimi Yisrael Yonam. This explanation is also fitting with the way it's explained how Rabshim Bechai did his Avedis in the world, the way it's explained in Chesidus. Begefint, what we find in the Gemara is, as a raised gendik from their Maira, after Rabshim Bechai and his son Rabbalazar came out of the cave after 12 years, Kolhecha, the Havamachi Rabbalazar, or after 13 years, wherever Rabbi Lazar would look at, and he couldn't handle the fact that he saw people out in the field and not learning Torah, and his eyes, his holy eyes that he gazed upon them, burnt up everything, have a masir Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon came and healed everything. The says, what this means is, the Seder from Masir Rab Shimon, this that Rab Shimon comes and heals, is the Anhage, Vidas is Masim and Velt. This is what is demanded within the existence of the world. Even though, according to the level of what Taira demands, on the level of Rav Shem and Abba Lazar, they, they learned Taira to the degree where Taira became their entire profession, and there's nothing else that exists outside of Taira. So from that perspective, what exists in the world, and the way they saw people behaving in the world, is totally not correct, and therefore Rav Lazar says this has to be burnt down. But nevertheless, Rav Shem is able to bring his ashpa to a place in the world outside of that standard and that level the way it is in Teireh. Because of the level of the conduct of Rav Shimei and his colleagues, and on the level where they are all one and the same, which is learning Teireh, where it becomes your profession, there's nothing other than Teireh, is Rav Machi. Therefore, Rav burns anything that's outside of Teireh. That's too low. That doesn't deserve to exist. However, Rav Shem is able to come down outside of that world of Taira into the level of the world. And to bring down the Eibishter and the Taira to the world outside this level and standard of Taira Nasa, In the existence and the level of the world as it is there. That's what's unique that we find about Rav Shem Al similar Actually, even more than this, himself said, I can bring the entire world to be exempt from being judged and to be punished. This expression that he says that he can cause everyone to be exempt. When, when, when would we use such an expression? This expression means that he wasn't saying that he can bring the whole world to be elevated to a higher level by tshuva, and then if you do tshuva, so there's no reason for any judgment at all, or punishment. Then you wouldn't use the expression of, of tepater, that, that they would be exempt, because then there's no reason for them to be judged in the first place. Now rather, what does this expression of lifter mean? The welt steht and amayim the matzav shaldin. The world is still in its place and in its condition where there is room for judgment. Mitzat in Yonan built because of negative behavior. 
is as soivul kav and isayim, nevertheless, Rabshim Ben Choy, with his holiness, is able to come down to that level where it is and to handle the Averis that are there, and is able to bring the Abishter there and even pata them in their place, the world on its level where it is, even before Tshuva, and pata them from them. That's the unique Aved of Rabshim Ben Choy, the extent of him able to come down to the level of the world. In one detail, is das afil geresre oivtu vidas peilen ashinu yinvelt. This is a much greater accomplishment than the power that one has to change the world, to elevate the world, to bring the world to a place where it becomes closer to truth and closer to holiness, and therefore it cannot be a vessel to receive this holiness. When that's accomplished, what happens? The world below gets elevated. You elevate and you draw out from the world a certain aspect of it, or you bring it closer to the source. So therefore what happens as a result is, the evil that's there in its level below is nullified and is even transformed. That's one accomplishment, which is a very, very big accomplishment. But in a certain detail, though, there's a big mile to the Aved of Rav by contrast over here, what Rav says is, as a lakos, that godliness, can reach down, and can have an impact on the world below, as is, as he is there in its place, in the and it reaches and extends down to the place of evil, as it is in its place, in its uh, of existence, in the way it's defined in its place. Even before there's a tshuva, the Eibusha can come down over there in that place and have Ashpa on them over there. That's the big Chiddush of Rav Shurim Be'echai. As the Rebbe brings in the Ha'ara, this is the concept of a Hashpa that comes Mulmaila Lamata as exposed to the Avaidah of Mulmata Lamaila. And this is the big Maila of when it goes Mulmaila Lamata. Al-Derech Zeben Didon, similar over here in our case. What Yaakov accomplished with Esav. The Pu'ol of Yaakov of Esav is nitten them as Esav. As Asa Esav Tshuva, what Yaakov accomplished at this time was not that Esav did Tshuva. We don't find that at all. Not as Esav. Zayindik, in them Maimu the Matzav. Vasalachi biduash Esav Sainu Yaakov. Even Esav being, even then presently, in that situation that he hates Yaakov and this is so strong that this doesn't change. Vet Oich Bayim Nichmru Rachma Chulu Venoshke Bechol There in the place where he is, Yaakov is able to bring down a tremendous inspiration to him and to reach him down on his level that he should be inspired and he should kiss with a genuine kiss at that time. At the Avaida of, of Rabshim Meichai, as we see it, similar regarding what Yaakov accomplished with Esau. The Fun Hatman Dehira, so from this we take the lesson of the Mklalus. We can take the lesson for generally the time that we are in Golis Edaim and in both of these extremes. On one hand, you can never rely on the government because in the end of the day, whatever government it may be, whatever they may express that they're friendly towards Yidin, but at the same time you have to remember that there's a halacha which never changes, that Esau hates Yaakov. Liedach, at the other hand, on the other hand, though, Ayid does have the power to have this impact on Esav, even while Esav is in this place that he hates, that he should be inspired and he should express love genuinely. 
that even that guy should help and should assist Yidin and provide for them everything they need. Bis to help Yidin gain and them derech was gain and to help Yidin go on the way that they have to go and to do what they have to. How do you accomplish this? How do you bring a guy to inspire him that even though he is an Esau that hates, but yet he should still assist and provide and genuinely at that moment, if a yid stands strong for his values and for Taito mitzvahs that he re- that he fulfills and represents, I fill in the matzav agolus even in the time of golus. and doesn't get excited or moved by what a guy says or by goyishkeit by their behavior and their attitude. And you say it straight in their face as it is. You tell him what you stand for. In love and Arasha Garti, that yes, I was with love and Arasha for all these years, which is what Yaakov said, and Vitariq Mitzvah Shamarti, but yet I'm not faced by any situation I'm in, and I continue fulfilling the 630 Mitzvahs wherever I are, wherever I am. And you come to a guy with such a kind of uh, attitude, so then, and all the sky in the pile, this ultimately will then bring to fulfill in actuality what we see in the Avtaira of this week's parasha, which begins with Chazayin, Avadya, Koy Amar Hashem Alekin This is the prophecy of Avadya that David just says to, about Edom. But Avadya, Ger Avadya himself was a, a guy from Edom that converted, that became a Ger. And behind Inchi, and people say about this, that that if you want to cut down the trees in a forest, so you have to take the wood of the of the trees itself to have a handle for an axe to be able to cut down the forest itself. So over here as well, you take the ger of Edom himself, which is a vadye, to bring down the the uh, evil that there is in Edom. Biz l'siyam inyan, and then the conclusion that it says in the psukim here, v'olu mishim b'artzia lishpetes haresav, that we will go up b'artzian and then to judge Esav, the ones that fought Yidden v'hoisal Hashem amalucha, and to reveal Hashem's kingdom in the whole world. Which was already said in our parsha al from as a result of this kiss that we're discussing here that Yaakov inspired Yaakov to kiss and Esav says let's travel let's go but and Yaakov accepted the suggestion of Esav to come along with him he said I will come to my master to to Seir and well, when is this though in the future it began then by Yaakov when he brought Esav to this kiss. But then it will be fulfilled fully when Mashiach comes, Shanam of Allah Mashiam Gaim, when we'll go up to the Haresov. And for Allah Mashiam, the Karev Mamish, speedily in our times, the Gula, Amitis Vashlema, with the ultimate and complete redemption, Ayyade, Mashiach Tzitkeno.